Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm so excited. This is episode 90, so that's fucking crazy. And Jules is here today. Hello, thanks for having me. What's up? Yeah, this is so fun. We are doing Mallrats from 95, written and directed by Kevin Smith. I'm so fucking excited. I can't believe it's taken this long to do this one, because I love this movie. I I can't believe that it, like... Like, it took me this long to see it, too. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of a sleeper. I have to say, um, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, like, Clerks was his first film. He's also the guy who plays Silent Bob. Um, And it's like, if you're in that world, if you like his work, then you've probably seen this. But if you haven't, it's on Tubi right now for free. You just have some ads in the middle. But, yeah, go check it out because it's really fucking funny and you don't see it much. It's, it's really funny. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, at the top of the show, I want to say if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. Write a review. It really helps. We're at a 4.9. I'm freaking out. So please send us some five stars and, and yeah, write a review. Just say hey or something so more people find it. Yes. So that's exciting. Also sign up for Patreon. We are doing Freaks and Geeks right now. We're almost done. We have two episodes left to do and then we're gonna do my so-called life um so excited to do that yeah classic 90s tv and then probably some other movies here and there so sign up for that patreon.com slash fashion grunge and yeah let's get into mall rats oh my god i'm excited so what are your (laughs) first impressions have you heard of this ever okay so the the first time that like i had heard of it um, I like honestly didn't even know what it was, and, and this will just show my my age. I no, guess. that's cool. Um, but like, I would see um, like screenshots of it on Tumblr, and it would always oh, be yeah. it would always be um, Jay and Silent Bob, and uh, and it was always just like these like great little like one liners, and I was like, who are these people? It's so funny. I used to like you know repost it and. Um, but I like never knew what it was from. And then when you told me to watch it, <laughs> like Nucci I watched it. Nucci's. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. It, uh, that was like my, yeah, I literally watched it this morning. So it's very fresh in my head. Um, and cool. I think it would be kind of cool to see like, like your like nostalgic moments with it. And like my, like, you know, super newbie mindset on it. <laughs> totally, totally. I'm I as I was rewatching it because I have it on DVD and I don't watch it like all the time. And it's sometimes on Netflix. Sometimes I don't know where people are listening from, but it might be on a different streaming service than it is on here. But for America, it's uh, Tubi. But it's like it's a weird movie, and I haven't watched it in like I don't know, probably five plus years. And I was watching it like how people are now, and I was like, oh, this again could never be made. Like so much, yes. so many jokes were like super fucked up, and I was like, oh, I mean, I just saw it when I was I don't know, like fourteen. 15 and like this was just the standard in mm-hmm. in any film it there was never any call out for it being like you know kind of fucked up in areas i mean a lot of the films that we reviewed dazing and fuses and other ones like super misogynistic definitely some gross moments but um yeah yeah there, funny. there was like just some things in the movie where i was like i do not condone like like the words they're using yeah like a lot of slang we don't use anymore 
Yeah, there, we're like, I feel like back in the day, that was like, that was cool to say. But like, if you say that now, like no one should be saying it. But, um, but yeah, I was like, I don't condone this. Yeah, but it's, it, but it's just weird how it like fits. It fits in with the time. This is like almost yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. This is like a really long time ago. So it's, yeah, it's really funny too how, uh, that it's Kevin Smith. Like, I, I just think it's really funny that he's like Silent Bob and like <laughs> creates these characters. It's just really funny. Funny, yeah. Silent um, Bob was honestly like m- my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I know him, him and Silent Bob. I love Jay like and they're like adventures together. Yeah, they're, they're so, so funny. funny. They're so funny. Um, I just have like the first time I remember seeing it is we rented it. Me and my like one of my childhood friends, we rented it when we were like 14 or 15, maybe, and I remember watching it in her living room. Like I can remember it. And I remember um, we used to always say like true story all the time, like like uh, Brody. <laughs> and then she lived in England. So when she went back to school, she like told all of her friends about it. And she's like, yeah, then they all started saying true story. And like after they would say something like Brody does. So that like, there were some things that kind of picked up, you know, and, and like Shannon Doherty was a really big deal at that point. She was like Brenda on 90210. Ben Affleck was not known. I think he had been in Dazed and Confused. Oh wow! And I think he's also in this film called School Ties. I think is he in that? Yeah, he, I know Matt Damon's in that. No, no, he's not in that. Just kidding. Um, actually, I have to find out now because I think he might be. That was like '92, but he was like really, really young, and he always played those asshole roles. Ben Affleck, if you notice, when he was, he also was in a lot of Kevin Smith films. Uh, ben Affleck, he ended up working like he's in like Chasing Amy, which is like another classic Kevin Smith film, um, which I have not seen. I'm not like a massive. That fan. also has Gwen in it, right? Yes, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like the main one, and then I think Jason Lee, um, Brody, uh, which I believe this is. Yeah, I've seen Clerks once. I haven't seen it like in a really long time. Uh, but that was the first one. But this one was I, so fucking funny. I like really hated Brody at first. Or, oh like, yeah, you're not really. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. I mean, yeah, but like both of them are kind of assholes. Like yeah, both, totally. both Brody and um, uh, TS. Like I was not fans of them. And then like by the time you get at the end of the movie, like Brody is just like it's very funny. <laughs> Like there's like there's like the switch. I mean, he is funny throughout like the whole thing, but like once you get to like the the ending, that's kind of like the that was like the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, I was was, like so funny. (laughs) I love how it's like it. Yeah, it became just less and less serious, but you just kind of see like this guy is a total. They're man children, but yeah, Brody's like the ultimate man child. But you're like, okay, let's not take it seriously. She's not going to marry this guy, and maybe (laughs) she will. But like it, you know, he's like a young dumb. You know, he's like a young dumb guy. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to be anything like less <laughs> or anything more. Really, he's just really into comics, which is really funny. That he's like super into comics. I like how like um, like movies like this. Uh, like I'm trying to think of like others that are kind of um, maybe like similar. Uh, like buddy comedy. This is kind of like a yeah, buddy, like, like buddy a buddy comedy. indie comedy. And there's just like this uh, this formula that's used. And there's also kind of like the just like that typical '90s aesthetic where it's like there's this moment where um, you know they're like in the mall and they see Jay and uh, Silent Bob and then they're like wrestling for a second and you just hear all this like 
super 90s guitar and then it just Uh like goes back to normal and that was like such a uh you saw that in like so many tv shows so many movies and like it's kind of interesting seeing how that was just like a um like a formula yeah like the media used it was kind of (laughs) cool i'm trying to think of another movie that's like that um yeah i know what you're talking about i'm just i don't know if you like put like I wasn't, I didn't really watch like American Pie, but like I do kind of like put that in. That's a, that was a little bit bigger. The second one I liked. The first one I was, you know, it was okay. But the second one, oh my God. The second <laughs> one was like the best one where they go to that lake house. Like that one was the <laughs> ultimate one. Um, I love Natasha Leone and I loved, I loved, oh God, this is so embarrassing. When that movie <laughs> yeah. came out, I was like, Stifler was like the hottest one. I was, like, so attracted to those, like, dumb, like, really dumb, like, not to bring it back to Love Island, but everybody knows that if you know me, I have a deep, intense passion for reality TV that very few of my real-life friends talk about or know about. Like, I'm really into Bravo. None of my friends watch Bravo. But, um, but yeah, so we were talking about 90 Day. That's what we watch, like, both of us, me and Yes, yes. But Love Island is another one that I watch that no one watches, and they have, like, it's it's just it's really crazy that they have like this like it's just nuts i i can't believe that it's like i'm so invested in the show that's on like five nights a week like it's, i mean it freaks me out like let's ask the followers if they want to hear us talk about it put it in the do comments you, yeah, do you a, want little a little reality tv recap <laughs> like, yeah let us know because yeah i I have way too much knowledge on it than i should but um yeah it's really interesting because there's a guy on the english one right now who's just literally like the biggest like he is like a stifler like he's just like amazing looking i mean stifler's not amazing looking but this guy's amazing looking and has absolutely zero chat and it like doesn't matter because the girls just pick him because he's so hot and (laughs) one girl's picked him and she's like hooked up with him and then he kind of drifted and she's crying and i'm like girl like they can't see us right so like everyone on twitter is like kind of like it the twitter is what's really good it's like like same with 90 day like 90 day twitter is amazing like the day it's on tv and like everyone's sharing memes and like whatever love island's the same way so you kind of watch it for the commentary and like the funny moments on twitter so this this like uh this guy's just an idiot and the girl's crying over him and we're all like girl just like hook up with him. This is Love Island. Like you don't have to marry this man. Like just <laughs> just hook up with him. You're sleeping in a bed. Like wait till some other guy comes along. Like it's not that serious. <laughs> you met him. This is day one. <laughs> like you like what's going on? So it's really funny how it's like they have no chat. They don't really have to. Yeah. Well, and like in the beginning of this like of this movie, like just it's just set up to like really see TS and Brody as d- douchebags. Yeah. And so, totally. so when you see um, like Renee and Brandy, like, you know, just getting their, you know, you know, cause they're the ones that dump them. I'm like, you go girl. I know. Right. <laughs> the funniest I have to say is like, it's funny, but not funny. How like that, the fucking first girl who was supposed to be on the game show, like, T.S. saw her at the mall and told her she looked fat. And then she, like, she spiraled and then she was, like, swimming and died. And then that's why the girlfriend, like, that's why his girlfriend had to go on this show because it was her dad's weird cable access show. Dad being Michael Rooker, really, like, he does a lot of Marvel films, which I find is really funny because this whole thing was about comics. And he's in, and Stan Lee is in it. 
if you're a Marvel fan, uh, which is kind of crazy. And also in one of the Spider-Mans, uh, the Tom Holland one, the, the more recent one, uh, Stan Lee is in all the films because he's created like one of the co-creators of Marvel. He's in a bus reading the Mallrats screenplay <laughs> because it, I, I forgot what movie it is, but the movie takes place in 90, 94. So like, that's when the screenplay would have been out. Like, so that's what he was doing. He was like on a public bus and you see Mallrats. And I was like, Oh, cool. Cause he's in Mallrats. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. Like, uh, so there's a comic connection, obviously the entire film, Brody is obsessed with comics. Like it kind of always relates to his, like he relates his everyday scenarios to like (laughs) things in comic books. So it's really funny that they got Stan Lee to do it. This is before Marvel was what it is now. Um, So it's really crazy that all these things now have been made into like this massive thing. Like you can imagine Brody would be losing his mind right now. Like if if you did it now, he probably would be like a podcaster or like (laughs) a comic book writer or something like a reviewer because it's just nuts. You know, there's so much out there now. One of my like first uh, like standout, it was I I honestly think it was like the first scene uh, where they show Brandy like sitting on the stoop looking all sad and she's like Mm -hmm. about to break up with TS. I was like, wow, she looks like a little Fiona Apple. She does. She looks like a little Winona Ryder. That, yeah. Like, total mid nineties, like mom jeans and like baby doll tee. Mm-hmm. It's yep. the same thing that Shannon Doherty had on, or Renee had on when she's in Brody's room and she's like, and they, and they like break up and she, I love that you like slowly see her outfit come together and it's so cool. Yeah. Have that in the fashion note, that fucking orange suede jacket. I was like, oh, she looks so cool. <laughs> just like coming over. Like she just looks amazing. Yeah. Um, there's, I have a lot of fashion things for the yeah. girls. I'm sure. Like all the girls, like their outfits were fire. Like I wanted every so single cool. one of them. So cool. Yeah. Especially uh, Gwen. Yeah. That, that like yep. red skirt. I love it. It's so cool. Um, okay. So let's go to behind the scenes because I have a fair amount of behind the scenes notes. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any? Or... I, I don't have any. Oh, so sweet. I want right. to hear all the ones you have. All right. Perfect. All right. So the budget, I found that the budget was $8 million in one place and $6.1 in another. So that was kind of weird. I don't know which one it was, but it only made $2.1 at the box office. This was not, as you can tell, this is not like a you know, big, huge film. It's like an indie thing, you know? Um, so this was after the success of Clerks, which was Kevin Smith's first film, he actually sold part of his comic book collection to finance making Clerks. As wow. if you can't tell, Brody essentially is Kevin Smith. Um, or like his knowledge of comics, that world. And also his real life daughter's name is Harley Quinn. Oh my uh, God. she's in a show called cruel summer on hulu it's like a teen show like pretty little liars if you get into it let me know because i have a lot of thoughts about that show but she's in that which is kind of funny so he really is into comics he like named his daughter harley quinn which is cool um i think it's harley quinn smith yeah is like her name it's like the dopest name i was like that's pretty cool so um so yeah so he actually did sell his comic book collection the comics that you see in the beginning in brody's basement those are actually kevin smith's his collection was a lot bigger, but he sold a lot of it to finance clerks, which I think is really cool. I'm sure by now he has like a fucking room because, yeah, I mean, wow. he's just been in lots of stuff and <laughs> done lots of stuff. So that's really cool. Um, it had kind of mixed and negative reviews when it came out, but it really developed a cult following after video. So uh, I can see like Siskel and Ebert or whoever the fuck did the, the critics. I can see them being like, what the hell is this? this is dumb and crazy and it's almost like a stoner comedy before 
like you know stoner comedy yeah. but like on the fringe you know what i mean like dazed and confused is a stoner comedy but it's just a fucking really great one um but this is another one where it's like they talk about smoking weed and it's like a weird you know it's like a still a contraband thing yeah and they're like you have weed on you and you're like damn i forgot what it was like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're talking about like smoking blunts. I love how when he get like, I mean, we're jumping around. Obviously, you've seen the film if you're listening to this. But I love when like Jay gives those other two contestants weed and they just knock out with like snacks. <laughs> all I'm like, wait, well, you don't do that. Yeah, that was like, so funny. They're like, so how funny. much? How much did you give them? It's like just a fatty of the chronic, and then they're like <laughs> face down and like snacks and like kind of sort of moving, but not. I was like, damn, they must have like. What'd you put in there? <laughs> like, <laughs> what did you put in there? It's crazy. But that's kind of how, like, dramatic weed was. Like, back in the 90s, it was, like, super dramatic. Like, oh, shit. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, there are lots of connections to New Jersey in this film. This is where Jay and Silent Bob in real life went to high school. So that's why it's supposed to take place in Jersey. But because of the production cost, they had to film it in Minnesota. So it's actually filmed in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. That's really interesting because I, I noticed that in in Jay's voice, I was like, "Wow, that, like he sounds like he's like from Jersey." Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. but, but I didn't I didn't really know like where the setting was. Okay, so that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Um, yeah, you can totally hear it too. It kind of like triggers me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> totally remember like that time in my life when I well, I went to college in Long Island, and like you know there were lots of people. With, Jersey accents, New York accents, like various tri-state area accents. So it's, it kind of goes like, whoa, I remember being at like a frat party or like living on a dorm <laughs> and like hearing that scream, like that <laughs> yell and that scream. And I had a, I had a roommate. Oh my gosh. I had this roommate. I really wish I had like some type of video because video wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, it was, but it was really expensive. You didn't just have a video camera, yeah. not like on your phone, but like the times that I shared this room with um, I mean, I won't say their names, obviously, because I don't know. I think I'm still probably Facebook friends with, like, two of them. But uh, we had, like, a suite. So it was, like, I had a room with a girl, and then there was a room, uh, two other girls in another room. And then we had, like, our own kind of common area. And then there was, mm-hmm. like, the main door. So I had this room with this girl who was, like, super prissy from Massachusetts. She had, like, a matching sheet set. Like, when I came into the dorm, I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, all pink and ruffly. And she had, like, a little rug out, like, next to her bed. I was like, oh, fucking hell. I'm so not this girl. You yeah. know? Like, I'm not getting along with this girl. She, like... Dude, she was, like, Samantha on Sex in the City. I loved her. She was... <laughs> Like her, obviously her parents thought she was a completely different person because when I met her and her mom, it was like, oh, hi, you know, like she's super cool, really nice, whatever. And then when her mom left, she like wild out. It was like a movie. If I only could have like taped this, like it was crazy. The girls next door, one girl was from Jersey and she was just like, so she's so dope. I'm still friends with her to this day. And then she had this roommate who was from Brooklyn and she had like, she smoked like five packs a day. She was Italian. Her mom came over one time and like brought us this massive lasagna tray. And it was like the best food I've ever had in my life. And she, she was just like, so she would go to class sometimes. One time the, my friend from Jersey was home for the weekend. She brought this dude from Staten Island who was staying in her bed. Come to find out he was like wanted. (gasps) 
so the so the girl comes home on like a Sunday. She come home from the weekend. I remember we like me and my roommate were asleep and we hear like, who oh, the fuck's in my bed? And it was like some dude who was like wanted that this girl like was friends with. And she was like, get the fuck out of my room. They started fighting. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So yeah, it was it was a shit show. And like I definitely heard loads of like we it was like Jersey Shore. Like it was like all of like that kind of like crowd. That's totally what was like popping in like 2001 in, the, in like Long Island and Jersey. That was like the thing, like house music, fucking techno, go to the city and go to these graves, <laughs> like sweatbands, Kappa. It was, yeah, it was, it was a wild time. That sounds wish, insane. Yeah. I only wish I could like, even like describe it. It was really funny. I, yeah, I was going to say characters. That, that needs to be a movie. I think you need to like write I, a screenplay for it. I know I should. I should like, see, I really need to like, I wonder what it's like now. Like, I wonder what the difference is of like the kids now in the same yeah. area. Maybe it hasn't changed. I mean, because who knows? I feel like even if you watch Jersey Shore, like, it's the same. Like, yeah. it, it's literally been, I bet you it's, like, the same vibe. So it's kind of funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me of, like, I, and malls really tripped me out. Like, how the malls were such a big deal back then. Malls, that like, malls are, like, where, like, you would get found. Like, that's where, yeah. like, Britney Spears got all of her fan base, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah they would do things like you know these shows and I mean granted like I don't remember the mall back then but like just from what I've seen like and what they are now like it's totally different like malls are kind of like um like if if you're not looking for like a specific thing like at a store like I feel like people don't typically go there just to like hang out like no maybe i could be wrong but like yeah the term mall rat like i don't think that's a thing anymore it's not unless you live in another if you live in a place that the mall is still popping then let us know because it's not around here yeah and maybe in other cities there's like some area of the mall that's popping but i don't think so not like this this is like this was crazy like we had what like maybe Oh God, we had a lot of malls around here. And yeah. I think you just went even when you weren't doing anything. Like that's just where you would hang out because when you're young, you can't do anything, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, why not go to the mall? There's a movie theater there to kill time. There's just like a food court. Everyone from your school is like hanging out. You know, you kind of like know people, you kind of would meet other people. Now it's just like, yeah, it is like a place you go when you need to go to the department store. And you like yeah. need to go to like whatever Bloomingdale's or whatever it is, and to get something specific. It's not like oh, I'm just gonna go hang out, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, just sit around and like hang out. I mean, yeah, it's it sucks. I like the mall. I, mean, I think the mall's I, cool. I liked the mall, and then um, when I was in uh, beauty school, and I was in cosmetology school, my oh, yeah. my school was in a mall. And I will forever, like, like I just never want to go in a mall again. I will forever, like, despise the mall now. Wait, I used, I used to like that mall because it's a very, very nice mall. It's yeah, and that mall, that, mall's, that mall's busy, too, right? It's like, that pretty, mall's busy. Uh, it's busy. And, and that's what makes me think, like, why did that, um, that culture of, like, hanging out, you know, kind of fade away? Because I feel like it's so busy, um but it's just commerce busy yeah yep exactly i don't know like where do kids go 
I feel like some kids, some kids, we're like, like, where are the kids? <laughs> they're all at home. Yeah, they probably are. They're like at home on their fucking uh, on their Facetime and like all <laughs> on their you know. Snapchat. Yeah, I was gonna say on their Snapchat and like all this kind of stuff. Like it's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, on TikTok. <laughs> Maybe you're together, but you're just you're out. I guess you're just outside. You're not like in a mall. It's just yeah. so dated. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's just weird. It's so funny, though. But just to see how the mall is, like, the lifeblood of Brody's kind of life. Like, he knows it so well. He knows the layout really well. He knows, like, the people who work in all the different shops. He just knows the vibe. Like, he has the vibe down. It's so funny (laughs) that he just, like, takes so much pride in knowing the mall so well. Um Oh, yeah. Back to behind the scenes, since we got off on a tangent there. There is a extended DVD uh, edition that has, like, 30 minutes of extra footage. I don't know if mine has it, because I think I just always watch the theatrical cut. But it's, like, 30 minutes of extra footage. There are a lot of different scenes that are added. Uh, you can see all of the list of it on, I think it's IMDb, which is kind of funny. Uh, the comic intro, or they do the credits, which I thought was really good. They do uh, Renee, Shannon Doherty, and they do like a 90210 parody on her cover, which is the show that she was on. Also, uh, Willem says like, when he's looking at that magic guy and she sees it, and then he, she, I think she like hits him, and then he's like, Brenda? <laughs> and then she's like, fuck you, and she like kicks him. She was off 90210 at this point, I believe, in 95. So that was kind of funny. And then in the intro, when they do Ben Affleck's name, his is Batman. Isn't that crazy? And he actually went on to play Batman. Like 25 years later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that's really funny, right? Um, And then as of January 2020, there's been talk of a sequel. I think there have been some rumblings like throughout, even like from 2014 on, but nothing concrete's happened. I've heard that he was going to do like Clerks. He did a recent Clerks. I think he might have done that instead of doing Mallrats, but I heard that the original cast was going to do it again. So I have no idea what that's going to be. I thought it was going to be a series at one point too, which is kind of funny interesting but it would be now i think i heard they were gonna have like brody and renee had a kid but the thing is it wouldn't be mall rats because like where would that kid be yeah like maybe they i don't know maybe they would be trying to revitalize the mall who knows but yeah i, if it was, I would be if interested was, in that i'd watch that <laughs> yeah i mean shannon doherty and jason lee are pretty awesome what if that's like what they needed what if they need like some type of like another cult type of like a cult following movie to like make them all cool again that's true because that's what like everything you know just like you're saying like uh like your friend saying like true story like mm-hmm. when you see like like a movie that you really like it influences people totally i mean what's the last film that actually kind of went into lexicon like the film almost like clueless did mean girls did um mm-hmm. like just became part of like I guess it wouldn't be a lexicon. It would be like a meme library now. Like what's, yeah. the, what's the last movie that like there was just a massive amount of like, I don't know. just like I feel like quoted a lot and stuff like that. I feel like um, maybe the last one that I could think of would be like, like, like the Seth Rogen kind of movies, like the pineapple express. Oh yeah. Okay. But, but even that's not the same. Not the same as Mean Girls. Mean Girls yeah. is like clueless. Mm-hmm. Like Mean Girls is the clueless of the generation. After Wait, are we are we just yeah. talking about like like a like the super like influential movie? 
Yeah, like influential yeah. is the point where like the slang in the film ends up becoming oh, yeah. real slang, like like Mean Girls. Yeah, like you know, people I, all I the time just say, "Yeah." After Mean Girls, I'm trying to think. That was '04. I don't know where people have like said things that you know it becomes part of. You know what I mean? Like it becomes part of the slang. Like Clueless, yeah. obviously, as if you know, like that. That was a thing, and so it was like Betty and all the shit they said. But even in like people still quote Mean Girls. People still say like, yeah, and I, like you know, definitely still quote Mean Girls. Like, yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's kind of nuts that it's almost twenty years ago that Mean yeah. Girls came out. Oh my, like, oh my god, are you like, fucking serious? Twenty four, twenty four will be no, years. no, yeah, two thousand four. Oh like, my that was God. a long time ago. <laughs> it was a really long time ago. Welcome, Jules. You're starting to finally, like, kind of feel it. No, <laughs> it kind of... Wow. I, like... It was. insane. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the club now. I'm, I'm not... Yeah, uh... You start to feel it. <laughs> you know, the other day, one of my sister's friends, they were like, what's your Snapchat? And I said, I don't have a Snapchat. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, how old are you? And I told them my age, and they're like... Oh my god, you probably have a Facebook. And I was oh like, Oh my god. I I had never been so burned and so angry. <laughs> no, right? And then now it's like I was just doing a shoot last week and I don't know, the model was like, oh she like 23. And I was like talking to her. She's like, Oh, you're gonna post this on Instagram. And I was like, I guess I don't really care about Instagram. She's like, Yeah, I don't really have it. Like I use it for like work, but like no one's on Instagram. I was like, so what are people doing? She's like, I don't know. I'm living my life. I don't know what everybody else is doing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? yeah, like she's doing really cool shit. She's like, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm living my life. Just not on the internet. More people should be like that. <laughs> I think slowly they are. If they're not on TikTok, I feel like you're probably just living your life somewhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think I think that's what like this generation's saying. Like people have like Snapchat and, you know, yeah, if they're using TikTok. But like, I think... Uh, like, like I still see people who post like multiple times a day on Instagram, but it's, it's definitely like, um, like mid millennials. Yeah. Totally. Like old millennials. And like, it's almost like, I think Instagram's going to become like Facebook eventually, but. Oh, it is. Like, like I, I've kind of switched to the TikTok, but I also like, I just don't post much about like my personal life anymore because like you see how that just like influences people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like trying to keep it to the movie, like that's like something that I like kind of envy back in the day. Cause I never really got to have like that, like typical, like, teenage life where you're like not constantly like on social media (laughs) yeah because when you were in high school what year was that um so I started high school in 2008 2009 so and Facebook was already um so Instagram started like it started getting big in what 2010 2011 I didn't get one until like 2012 so I I I was always kind of like hesitant to get social media okay like I I, like all of my friends had like a myspace but I was like nah oh that's right yeah myspace yeah but but yeah it's interesting but it would be so cool to see like the future generation be like nah fuck that I'm not into it (laughs) Mm -hmm. like there's a generation that lives their life on the internet then it like skips and then the next one is like nah or they're they're making more. I think I think what happened with like 
at least with my generation, because we came in in the beginning of Facebook, mm-hmm. like it was you, there wasn't any editing process. You literally just like threw everything up there. Like you just threw everything in a photo album and you're like party from last Friday, you know, yeah, like whatever. Yeah. But, and then you just kind of say what you were doing or, and then the, you know, everything was like a slow wave because like, then you could tag people, then you could write on their wall, then you could poke them. Like it just like kept growing beyond just like, here's my bio and here's like my hobbies and like bands I like, like that's kind of what it was. Yeah. And then it went into like more interactive and then it was like, everyone was on it, whatever. Then it was just like massive. But then I think kids now are not doing what like my generation slash a young, little bit younger than me did with like, just kind of throwing everything out there and just kind of being like, Oh, with like no editing. They're like, actually creating content like they are like learning how to edit videos they are like making sure what they put out is like you know kind of pro level like they have all these tools now like editing software and music like tiktok some people's tiktok like that's their job and -hmm. they make like literal adverts you know like they're not just making like they're they're mature so much early like they're making money in high school (laughs) you know what I mean like they're getting brand deals and like you know we weren't like they were just throwing everything and anything up there because it was like only your friends were gonna see it like it wasn't really open to the public because you're only your friends you added but now it's like a public place where anyone can just access your whole life is yeah it's just a little bit different I guess people don't make money the way they used to like you know the influencers used to make money like just doing everything Mm-hmm. like every time they were anywhere it was like a picture and that that's how it was so i think it's that's not the same anymore there are no influencers where people literally do everything they're doing anymore yeah. so i guess it's just like kind of evolved to like podcast you know now it's like people's opinions are kind of more currency than anything else yeah and like authenticity true. yeah so it's cool hey well I like seeing the authenticity come back. That was like one thing where Instagram, it was like, it, it wasn't about what you like, I don't know. It was just like this film of a different person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the nineties were all about authenticity. I'd like to see it come back. I know. Yeah. Which I'm going to wrap it back in. There should be a uh, mall rat sequel. Yeah, they should do it. They should totally do it. Um, okay, so let's talk about casting before we get on to the fashion because the casting's really interesting. Okay, so apparently the studio, Universal, they wanted Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, or Chris Farley for the role of Brody. Oh my god. Right? I fucking died if it was Adam Sandler. Oh, like, you bet your ass I would have seen this at a very young age. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> they wanted Ethan Hawke for TS. This is oh, Universal, okay. uh, which I think is really funny. I would have loved a... I do not like Adam Sandler. I <laughs> love Chris Farley, but not in this role. But yeah. I do love Chris Farley. Mike Myers, no thanks. Not for this. I... I, like, I have, like, a very, and maybe it's just because of, like, what I grew up with, but, like, I grew up with Adam Sandler, like, like, Adam Sandler movies, like, the first movie I ever saw him in was Wedding Singer, so, like, of course, like, I had a total crush on him. Yeah, Um, I, 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 what did I see him in that I just, I was, he was also in the Jim Carrey, where I just didn't like his comedy, I never found um, it funny, so I just, like, avoided all, I mean, when I was growing up, everyone like all the boys in my class were always quoting happy gilmore 
uh like the water boy i saw the water boy like all those movies like they were really big i just it was never my my vibe i don't mind him now so much because he's a bit more serious i physically bumped into him in new york city which was really (gasps) fucking funny when i was 18 and i was just like in soho i remember where i was i was like in soho on like prince street and i was walking and talking to my friend and i physically bumped shoulders with him and and this just shows you how much of an asshole i was when i was like 18 my first instinct was hey watch it and then my friend was like, that was Adam Sandler. And he like just kept walking. And my friend was like, that was Adam Sandler. I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and I just kept walking. Like, that's how much of an asshole I was. Because I was just like, whatever. But that's now I'd probably so be like, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny. Yeah, I I love like Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Jack Black. Like, oh, I love whole... a Jack Black. He was a bit later. Jack was Black bit, was like, yeah, yeah. the 2000s. Yeah. Like Rob Schneider, I love yes, Schneider. Rob Schneider. I love like Will Ferrell and like Chris Kattan, like Night at the yeah. Roxbury vibe. Like, yeah. I, my my mom has just recently discovered Will Ferrell. Like, she'll randomly just tell me like, I didn't realize how funny he was until I saw this or that. And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's really fucking funny. Well, it shows like how like how great um like SNL was at one time because they were all in SNL at one point. That was the you. Usually the SNL when you were in high school is usually like what you relate to because when you're in high school, like you watch, or at least we did, like we watched yeah. SNL. We had like an all-star team. We had like Molly Shannon, oh my Sherry God. O'Terry, yes. Will Ferrell, like Rachel Dratch. Um, and my my like high school year, yeah, I, I've watched all of You had of a good one too. Yeah, and my, my like, my uh, thing was, like, uh, Maya Rudolph, mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, um, who else? Uh, like, I'm missing some Chris Parnell. Right yes. Um, um, we had uh, Will... Uh, Forte? Uh, Will Forte and um, Bill Hader. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, fucking, um, um, what's his name from Portlandia? Why am I blanking on oh, his name Oh, Fred right Armisen. Now? Fred Armisen. Like, yeah. they're, like, all And Kristen so Wiig. And Kristen Wiig. Oh, my gosh, she's so perfect. <laughs> like yeah you have another good one now i feel like is only it's different i yeah, it's honestly a little weird. i honestly think uh snl like and and who, who am i to like say that like this is not fact at all just my <laughs> opinion but like snl is just not what it used to be no it's not. um and and i don't like i mean it's tradition. I don't think they're going to stop SNL. Like maybe there are just dry periods, but it's never been like this. No, it like, hasn't. It, yeah, it's it's been really bad. <laughs> I try and watch it, and I'm like, no, nah, not for me. I think now comedy has really evolved into like something on YouTube and into like podcasts, where it's way more like less skit and more natural like reactions and conversations about things with like a comedy twist. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts that are like stand-up comedians are doing them and they just have like a funny take on what's happening right now. And I think that's what SNL was because we didn't have Twitter. Like we didn't have a commentary on like funny things about society. Like that's where it was. And that's where everyone kind of gathered to to, like communally laugh about it. And now we just have all these different places to go. Like there are just so many podcasts. There are like Netflix specials that are unedited. So it's like, it, you know, YouTube, people have their own channels. It's just like a little bit more spread out that SNL is not the barometer that we used to look to, you know, like it used to be a barometer. Oh, totally. And, and like, it, it is also something where like, um, 
sorry, I think I hear someone talking in the other room. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Um, but yeah, not only the the commentary, but uh, like I feel like comedy is like we're kind of in like a transition of comedy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where like I I feel like certain eras there's like you know um like just different different forms of comedy like you're saying right now it's in YouTube but I also feel like it's a little bit harder harder for comedians I was watching this like Conan O'Brien or no it was the Conan O'Brien podcast oh yeah that's <laughs> Which, right. it's really good I really like it and he was talking to Sean Penn about how like right now it's just like oh, hard Lord. to like be... <laughs> like it's, recently it's... yeah did he do something no 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 I well I just have you ever you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Jai had never seen it, so I saw it with her the other day. I was like, "Hey, let's watch Fast Times," and she oh, was like, nice. "Oh my god, Sean Penn!" So then I showed her like this Conan interview where he talks about the real Jeff Spicoli, like the okay. real person that he based it on. But it was like two years ago. That's why I was like, "Oh, did he re- did he talk to him again?" So he talked to him like recently then. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. two years ago. Cool. I want to listen to that. It was so good, and yeah, they were just kind of talking about how like yeah comedians it's it's kind of difficult trying to figure out you know how to balance comedy in like a time of like social change and like cancel Um, culture i'm sure and cancel culture yeah yeah. and they were it, it was an interesting conversation about yeah cancel culture um and our our lack of forgiveness and growth Mm -hmm. um and he was kind of talking about like until we're able to like to grow you know in solidarity like we're not gonna be able to have good comedy and i was like that's interesting (laughs) yeah no i mean i i'm definitely of the belief that like cancel cancel culture like in in its just general like purpose is just silly like i don't understand like like what the point of it is like to shame someone to not like kind of let them either learn from their experiences or kind of given out given a response to like why they may have done it or why they think it's just like no cancel them and it's yeah. like what like well, well, wait. I, think, <laughs> I think the original premise of like you know canceling someone for let's say if they're like horrible awful human child rapists like yes oh, they, yeah. they deserve but but it, when it's things that just like unfortunately the world is not black and white there are certain situations and it's like if you okay yes if you if you call someone out for their wrongdoings like you also need to create like a space where they're able to learn from their because if you just cancel them how are they going to grow how are they going to learn how are they going to you know because now like that person uh they're going to see oh well well like this uh like i'm a piece of shit i'm never going to learn like at least that's mm-hmm. the way that I see what happens with cancel culture, and it's like, like you have to have, you, you don't have to be this person's best friend or like necessarily support them, but like just saying, okay, they're canceled, they're done. How are they going to learn from that? Yeah, they're not. They're going <laughs> to get no, that. Yeah, there's no communication. Like literally, communication is what grows and helps people. And when like when you're just doing this black and white, like okay, goodbye. Like nothing's going to get solved. From no, that. that's. That's why, like, that's why people break up. That's why friendships are destroyed. And it's, like, communication is so important. Anyways, totally. that's my spiel. <laughs> totally. That's our spiel on cancel culture. It's, like, just <laughs> fucking grow up, people. Like, just honestly, it's nuts. And it's it's never, like, the people you think are canceling the, 
the person. It's always like someone you're like, wait, but a lot of people don't want to cancel this person. Why are you doing it? Like, yeah, it's just weird. It's just like never it, the group consensus canceling usually always happens. Like when it's something that someone's done horrible, like usually there's a group cancellation that just kind of like innately happens. Like with Weinstein, it just like everyone kind of agreed. Like this man was convicted of, you know, all these crazy things. Like it, collectively society cancels them, but not like a certain group of people, you know, like, and then it's like, some people are, it's just like really weird. It's yeah. A super weird thing. But yeah, I want to listen to that because Sean Penn is also, I, I, my, you know, the magic of Sean Penn kind of, wore off when I like started to read a lot into like his early like Madonna years um oh. it's yeah it's a lot like it's a lot when they were married it's a it's crazy yeah so um yeah he's definitely lived like a crazy life I have to say um and done so many yeah. movies too cool so we're I'm so sorry I keep putting those on spiels but uh let's get back to it where were we yeah i was gonna say all right so oh the other casting note that i had was that um jay as in jay from jay and silent bob the studios did not want him to be jay they wanted seth green like very vehemently Interesting. and kevin smith silent bob was like uh no i kind of created the story like i kind of created the character jay to be jason muse who's that's the, the actor's name but so anyway so the the studio was like i don't know they made him take auditions breck and meyer auditioned for it um, who's Travis and Clueless, uh, the one with uh, Brittany Murphy. And, like, it's it's so weird. And then uh, finally at the end, the, the studio was like, okay, fine. Like, it should be Jason. And I'm like, yeah. Like, come on. So Seth Green was on call throughout the entire film. <laughs> because, like, oh, wow. they just didn't... Yeah, I guess they just, like, didn't know that he could be... Like, he could replace him at any time. It says on IMDb that he was ready at any moment to fly to Minnesota, which I think is really kind of crazy. I'm like, but Jay's the best. Like, yeah, he He's, like, my, he and Silent Bob are my favorite yeah, characters. Yeah, totally. Like, why would they want not... Is it because they're not, like, a... Like, I don't know. Is it because they're not, like, typical actors? Like, did they want, like, an actor, actor? Like, Well, and Seth Green was, like, in everything. He was in, like, he the 90s. Every- everything. Yeah. He was in fucking Austin Powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buffy. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like, what do you call it? Like, Voices? Like, he does a lot of... He's in Family yeah, Guy. He was, yeah, he's in Family Guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's in a lot. He's in a total lot of stuff. Um, I think it's also funny there's a lot of crossover, too. Uh, Don Phillips was the casting person for this, who also cast Days and Confused. Hence, Joey Lauren Adams, Ben Affleck, Jeremy London, I believe, was in Days and Confused, the twin brother of T.S. in real life. There's Jeremy London, there's Jason London. I believe Jeremy London was the one in Days and Confused, not this guy. Oh, interesting. Um, this guy, I believe, was in Party of Five. He was in something. Jason London was in something else, too. But yeah, they're like identical twins, which I think is really funny. They're both actors. So there's like some crossover there, uh, which is really interesting. But yeah, and also the the end credits, you know how they tell every, you know, like what's going on, like the fate mm-hmm. of all the characters. That was a nod to Fast Times because Fast oh. Times does that. So that, that was really cool. I really liked it. I love movies that do that. I just think it's really funny when oh, they say uh-huh. like what happens. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, uh, what's her name? Shannon Doherty. This is kind of a like we can move into fashion now. But uh, one of the fashion behind the scenes notes that I have is that Shannon Doherty made it a point in her contract to be able to keep everything that she wore in the show. 
So wow. like, so when they went on shopping trips, she like kind of did this on purpose because she was she changed all the time. If you didn't like notice, she has like yeah. different outfits on. Yeah, she, she when she went shopping the, for the clothes, she got to keep everything. That's so cool. Yeah, I noticed that like at one point where I was like, oh my gosh, like wait, wasn't she just wearing this super cute outfit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really then- funny. It's really funny. It's really cool. But yeah, oh, so um, so in regards to fashion. 47 minutes in we are doing fashion god we are like we're going i'm writing down the, <laughs> the time here uh dana allison is the fashion designer here or costume designer here so what do you got for notes okay so my all time like throughout the whole movie my favorite outfit was that green like um the uh sorry i'm trying to remember her name it was renee she was wearing it and it was this like green skirt um with like the jacket it was brody's jacket oh. he's like oh is that mine and i was like oh my god like i i need this entire outfit like i'm i can probably try and recreate it somehow just like shopping online it was so, so good cute. um and then there was another one that um that uh Oh my god, what Brandy was wearing. And I forget what scene it was, but it was just so simple. She was just wearing like this like light blue shirt with this like black floral skirt. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally felt like something like I have in my wardrobe right now. And I was like, this is so cute and perfect. Like I, I thought her outfits were always very sweet. Um she was definitely like the kind of quiet, like she played that like girl next door type. Yes, sure. very much. And then um, for a fun fashion uh, thing that I loved was <laughs> I loved Silent Bob's coat. <laughs> oh my god, I love his outfit. Yeah. I think it's dope with the chucks. Yes. Like, I think it's so cool. Also, another fashion uh, note, Brody's t-shirt is actually a, a blend of all the actors who auditioned for that part. <laughs> no way. I actually yeah. thought the shirt was really cool. I was like, who? Like, what is that? Like, Isn't that really funny? I find that really funny. Uh, I love Brandy's like just plain blue kind of chambray dress that she oh, has yeah. on at the um at the like game show. Like I love how nineties it is. She was yeah, what's that so movie cool. she was in? Is it Meet Joe Black? The one she was in with Brad Pitt? That was like four oh, hours. <laughs> was she in, in Meet Joe Black? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why she looks so familiar. Yeah, she's in something else too. I guess we didn't talk about the cast, but like uh I have to add cast in there. I guess I should probably say who's in this fucking movie, but yeah, Claire Forlani is is Brandy, uh, and yeah, she's she is in uh, Meet Joe Black. That's what I think of when I see her. I think she's English. Yeah, she is. What do you have for fashion? Oh my god! Well, we talked about it earlier. Renee's first outfit with yes. the orange suede coat. I love it. I think it's so cool. I love Brody's fucking. Uh, corduroy jacket it's very jordan yeah. catalano i'm i'm loving it I, I love the like jordan catalano-esque style of the guys ts is the same way he has that like flannel shirt kind of like henley long john top and then just like i love also that in the 90s guys wore jewelry yeah like rings like he has some rings on which i think is kind of cool and it's not like i don't know it's not seen I don't know the way it is now. I guess it's a little different, but like more guys wore necklaces and jewelry. It's weird. Yeah, that's um, so true. Yeah, I like that. I think that was really cool. I love Trish, the one who's writing the book of like all oh, the guys she's yes. sleeping with. <laughs> I love I her forgot it. Yeah, that, the little plaid schoolgirl mm-hmm, outfit. The schoolgirl, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think that's so cool. Um, I love the floral dress that, uh, what's her name? 
I keep forgetting her name. Renee. I love yeah, the, I the floral dress. Yeah, I'm like, what? What the fuck's her name? I mean, I got pretty stoned this morning so to watch this film. Uh, so that could be another reason why. But uh, Ben Affleck's awful, ill-fitting suits working oh, at, like, yeah. a mall shop. Like, <laughs> that's totally what he would wear. Um, what is that shirt that... I forgot the shirt that Brody has on when he's in bed. Like, it's a graphic shirt. It says something. I think it's a high school. I think it might be a Jersey okay. high school. I think that might be another one of those. I love Jay. Like, I love the beanie and, like, the long hair yes. and the long sleeve graphic. Like, I just love the 90s stoner of the whole, of it all. Like, I like that he also has, like, it almost looks like cut up, like, oversized white long pants mm-hmm. underneath his shorts. Very, very <laughs> grunge. Very, yes. like, Eddie Vedder. Very, like, Pearl Jam. Like, this is 95. <laughs> I love it. I also love the guy, um... Was it Willem, the one who's trying to see the the painting? Yes, yes, I love him so much. I forget what I've seen him in, but when I saw him in this, I was like, oh my god! He's in uh, My Name is Earl with Jason okay. Lee. Uh, Jason Lee's the title character of that. He's also in American History X. Um, he's in, his name's Ethan Supley, is the actor. Okay. He's in a lot of shit, like... He's in a lot of shit. Uh, Chasing love, Amy, he's in too. I love that his like whole character is basically just like this like poor tortured soul trying to f- see the sailboat and he just doesn't see it. I know. I love it. I love that everyone can see it but him. And they <laughs> and just casually the end, walk by. <laughs> in the end, they're like, he like he eventually gets to see the sailboat. He's like, I do? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so good. I love when the when the the little girl is like, "It's a schooner," and he's like, "It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat." And they're like, "It is. That is a sailboat." There's <laughs> no Easter Bunny. And he just like screams and like tells them there's no Easter Bunny. I was like, I love it. <laughs> we had Trish's outfit, the schoolgirl outfit. I love. I mean, it's very sketchy because we find out she's 15, but I guess. Um, She's just sleeping with men up until the age of 30 for this book, which is highly problematic. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's really pulling the Lolita. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> and she's totally, like, and I love that her fate is that, like, she becomes, like, an amazing bestseller and there's a movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And she tapes it and, like, everybody knows. I was like, what kind of setup does she have? Because back in 95, to tape something was not, like, a secret thing, like, now. Like, now yeah. you can easily tape someone and no one would ever know. You would need, like, a Betamax, like, a v- VHS camera, like, <laughs> set up on a shelf with a red light, like, blinking. <laughs> like, you would see it. Like, how is she? But she said they all know, though. She's like, yeah, they all know. I'm like, so wait, how old do they think you are? They know that, that you're taping them? Like, do they think she's 18? I have no Or, like, idea. 19? Like, she's, she's sleeping with guys up until 30. Like, 15 to 30, I think they said. So I was like, how are you getting away? Like, the fact that that this was on, like, well, it wasn't on television because this was, like, the movie. And then she said that her mom knew. Yeah, the parents knew. She's like, yeah, of course they know because she got that, like, advance from a publishing company. She's like, I got 20 grand. They, like, gave me money because they saw my, like, advanced chapter. I was like, oh, okay. Well, this was a different time, people. The 90s were just (laughs) fucking wild because I guess you could just like do whatever you wanted <laughs> really like it's yeah. kind of funny the 90s were the wild wild west they kind of were like I- have you listened to like some of our other 
films like i i don't know what other ones like i fear was another one that always pops into my head because apparently that's been popping on spotify this week so thanks for everyone listening to fear but um that that film is so problematic and like it's just so abusive and she's a teenager and it's just like very intense i don't think that like that was a really weird concept to like go into a film you know go into like a studio and be like okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do like this guy who's obsessed with this girl and he like kills her friends and like tries to kill her and her family because he's really like some loon from like jail but she's 15 and like he's like 20 uh which granted isn't that far away but it but it's illegal i mean technically whatever we're doing it's like not really right but i was like that's pretty intense i don't think now they would do that Although Even? I did see Euphoria and I don't know what the fuck's going on with kids now. Cause I was like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, yeah. I'm like, is this real or is this just like dramatized? Like what's happening here? What's, what's really going on? You know, I think, I think no matter what, uh, what age it is, I think teenagers are going to be crazy teenagers. <laughs> this is true. They just have different outlets. Yeah. That you see it. Yeah um cool that's all i have for notes for fashion notes it's basically everyone's wearing the same outfit it's like the course of a day mm-hmm. so except for shannon doherty's badass who got to keep all of her amazing outfits oh we missed gwen too gwen is also trying on various outfits all over the mall i love the red little like yeah. uh, skirt she has on i, I think love that's really that cute. the snap button in the front like that's so mm-hmm. 90s i think clueless had a fair amount of those skirts too like in the in the show uh what's her name i think summer one of her friends, she had a really cool one. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's get on to music. Do you have any standouts? I just have a few. Um, One was uh, Suzanne by yeah, Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. <laughs> Don't you love that? I thought that was like a great, a great ending song. It was, yeah, it really was. There were, I like, I looked at the, uh, like the list of songs and there are like a lot of artists that I, um, that like I had heard of and knew, but like I didn't know any of the songs. Yeah, there were a few. Yeah, there are a few songs on the soundtrack I don't hear in the film. Uh, in the '90s, that was kind of a thing. Like all yeah. the songs that you really loved were like never on the soundtracks, and then all the ones that like you're like, "What is this? Was this like inspired by or like playing really soft in the back?" Like I didn't hear this. Those would be the ones on the on the soundtrack. So there yeah. are some weird bands on there. I just wrote like Bush. I didn't hear, but I know who Bush is. Mm-hmm. Also, Gwen Stefani got married. I'm not excited about that. Um, oh, yeah. But one, their oldest kid I saw a picture of looks just like Gavin. I was like, really? whoa, yeah. Like, he looks so much like him. It was kind of crazy. I thought it was Gavin. I was like, why is he in this wedding picture? And I was like, oh, that's the old one. I was like, oh, wow. He looks literally just like him. Wow. Um, yeah, which is kind of nuts. Uh, Bush, uh, Sponge, another great yes, band. Sponge. Elastica, another great band from England. Belly. Girls Against Boys, Weezer, Silverchair is playing in Brody's room and like we open up into his room. Uh, Sublime is playing at some point backstage at the game show. I didn't know what song it was though, but I heard Bradley Knowles' voice. So I was like, oh, that's Sublime. Um, yeah, those are my standouts. Squirt Gun uh, did the intro song. The song's called Social, like the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I have, but it's, it's a really cool soundtrack. It's got like kind of dope selection there. Yeah, yeah, I thought I like even though I didn't know um a lot of the the songs, like they all are super cohesive and I liked it and it was something that I like wanted to go back into like just seeing the songs 
just yeah. kind of like hearing them all, all together because there were a lot that I didn't know. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. One of the dope things about this soundtrack too is that it has dialogue spliced in. Oh, cool. uh, I love when like old soundtracks used to do that. I don't think they really mm-hmm. do that anymore, but they have like in order kind of the dialogue and, and there's just so many, I mean, Jason Lee essentially owns this film. I can't imagine anyone else playing Brody like that. Like it's just so natural in the way that he is. And I feel like that's, you have to have the dialogues because the way he delivers so many of the lines are just so funny. <laughs> and I feel like that just so adds into the soundtrack. So if you can find it, I do not know if it's on Spotify with dialogue. It might not be. I'm going to Google right now or going to look on Spotify right now as I'm talking. But if it is, then you should listen to it. It's really funny. It's really cool. It might be on YouTube. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Um, <laughs> cool. So let's get into our favorite scenes and lines. Uh, yeah, I have a I have a couple favorite scenes. Yeah. Uh, what are your What are some of your favorite scenes? I'm kind so of curious. one of my favorite scenes was um, like it made me laugh out loud was when <laughs> Silent Bob was just like doing all of the you know because he's like trying to work on his telekinesis and <laughs> things like that and. Uh, he's like on like was he like tied up with a rope and he just like crashes into um the uh the dressing room that Gwen's in (laughs) yeah and like he's just he's just trying to like he's doing like just like somewhat of like a whole like wholesome thing like he's not trying to be a creep or anything but he just keeps like winding up in those situations (laughs) and I thought that was so funny that was really funny Okay, what's your next one? We'll we'll take turns. Okay, my my first standout is when uh like Brody and TS are just talking about like the friggin' like the whole layout of like the mall and he's having this conversation about like why the cookie stand is technically not in the eatery. Oh. The eatery <laughs> is like the food court and it's downstairs. I love that whole like exchange and how he's like so serious. He's like, no, because technically everything in the food court is in the eatery. This is somewhere else. This is separate. This is mid-level mall snacking. <laughs> like <laughs> it's all like regulated. Like I love it. I just I love the I also love the like blue blueprint of LaFour's like like the security yes. guard when you see them with like the blue and they show him and I love how he's like here and then you do this and then you like go and then you're gonna fly over him and then you like little fat bastard and then you're gonna do this and then you're gonna do that Nucci Nucci like I just I love <laughs> Jane Bob so much I think I laughed out loud at every like at everything where they're like it's the Jedi mind trick <laughs> yeah every everything that that Jay says and that Silent Bob does like both of them are they were like my favorite part mm-hmm. of the movie totally. there's another like really cute uh scene where it's like when you first meet them mm-hmm. and uh and jay like tells bob like hey say say goodbye to the kittens like oh, give yeah. some respect <laughs> i know yeah it's so funny and he just keeps going knock it off <laughs> like every five minutes and they're just like hey so what are you doing and they just explains all this crazy shit like like they also hang out at the mall and know it just as well as brody does like yeah. he's just like a staple i love it i love that they're like fixtures there i think that's funny what's one of your other ones my other favorite was um, the nude fortune teller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that scene was so funny where, like, or Brody just, like, can't get over that she has, like, this third nipple. <laughs> and, and like, you know, he thinks it's, like, a crock of shit. And then, uh, you know, like, T.S. is, like, trying to, like, really, like, 
get something out of it, you know, mm-hmm. just like trying to understand a situation. And but but there's always my favorite part was like at the end where she just like pops the third nipple off and she's like works every time. <laughs> yeah, I know it's really funny. I love that she's in like the sketchy like swap meet mall. Like she's in like the flea market mall when they like get kicked out of the the original mall and they're like, oh man, why do we have to go there? It's so lame. It's so weird. I love it. I love it it's so weird and sketchy um god everything i do is like i I just love brody like i just love all of his rants my second favorite scene is like his rant about the escalator gets me every time (laughs) where he like sees the little kids sitting down on it and he's like oh he just freaks out and just completely holds on to it and he then he ends up talking to ts and he's and then he just randomly breaks whatever he's saying and he's like that kid is on the escalator again (laughs) and he goes into this huge like monologue about like i don't care which parent doesn't matter who like needs to pay attention to this kid he could get caught and then all of a sudden like later on in the in the movie like they're doing something with the cops or like arresting them. And then you just hear on the walkie, like there's a kid he's attacked by the escalator. <laughs> <He's dangerous. laughs> and they all like run over. Cause he's like been screaming about it the whole time. I love it. that like this kid's just riding the escalator and then ends up getting like an accident <laughs> about it. I love it. That's so funny. It's so yeah. Funny. And then my last favorite scene was the, um, was the um, television stage scene where Brody is just like, like it's just line after line. Like he's just so hilarious that he keeps like giving uh, contestant number three a hard time. Like, yeah that's when i was like okay this is good (laughs) yeah that's when you can tell like okay it's jason lee's personality who else could play this like just that fast talking kind of like like you really love chris farley and i mean he would bring a different thing to the role but i feel like chris farley one thing that i love about him which is why i love a lot of his films so much is that like his comedy cannot be contained in like one space so like where he really thrives is in like Tommy Boy where it's like a road trip and he's like constantly yeah. interacting with different people all the time because he's just so like I love Chris Farley. It makes me so sad when I think about like his career and like his yeah. life like his personal life. Like he just was so incredible well, and just also, unlike anyone. Chris Farley like to me was also more of like a physical comedian. Mm-hmm. He was super physical and I I feel like um Brody's character it's very much like he's subtle but it's what he says yeah it's, de- like it's delivery does... totally yeah yeah but yeah Chris Farley that is a sad, I a sad story just, I, I can't wait to review Tommy Boy um yeah. we totally have to do Tommy Boy I love him and David Spade like they were just so so good. just like even just visually how David Spade just so little <laughs> it's just like it all just works so well as like a comedy team like they just look funny together you know because they just look are so opposite I love yeah. that <laughs> just... they literally like David Spade's kind of like a mini me yeah he's so funny <laughs> I love it um let's see I just want one other scene that I like is that um I mean I don't like it it's like not like something that I like but I like when like uh they're in the elevator like Renee and Brody and they're like fighting and he's like trying to get back with her and she's gone to see like Ben Affleck and in the course of one day his name is Shannon Hamilton also kind of funny that Shannon Doherty used to be married to a guy with the last name Hamilton so her name was Shannon Hamilton technically but that's Ben Affleck's name in it and I love how he's like why are you going out with him and she's like in the whole day he's he's like taking me to dinner bought me taking me like shopping the clothes I wanted to do and I've already met his mother (laughs) like (laughs) 
one day. He's like, what in one day? That's fucking crazy. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, how could you go out with him? He looks like a date rapist. And like, he totally (laughs) does. He totally is like that gross older guy. And then he's like, She's he's like, yeah, you know, I know her whole plan. His whole plan is just like to screw in a really uncomfortable place. And they're always just like, what, like in the back of a Volkswagen? Like that's the, <laughs> and I think they say it like three times or four times. It's probably like one of the best quotes, but I love when he's like fighting with Renee in the elevator and then they end up having sex in there. And then like later on it comes later later on it comes out. I love how she's like, there's no libido to report. Like she's just like so funny and like she's so Brenda. She's so like Brenda from 90210. It's it's really <laughs> funny. I love Shannon Doherty though. Like she's she's so dope. I love her. That's probably like, yeah, that's why my last one. What do you have any well, good quotes? Um, yeah, one is that um like when Jay, uh, like, I don't know if he, like, finished doing something, but he was like, snoochie boochie. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I'm going to name. I think the sub line of that is going to be the episode. It's going to be, like, the <laughs> subtitle. Nice. Like, that's not going to be the main title because I feel like it's too much. It's, it's, I already know what the main title is going to be. I, I also, like, uh, say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Ew, that whole scene. Oh. That was so, that's the whole scene. I didn't put that in my favorite scenes because it made me physically ill. Yeah, me either. Um, but so I thought funny. it was... I thought that was really funny. <laughs> also, the fucking story about Bro- anytime Brody tells a story, I, I he that character needs to live on somewhere else because like I want to know like more about Brody, but and just hear him talk. But I love the story where he talks about like his uncle was on a plane and it was like going down. And everyone just started beating off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then like no the one- plane was fine, and then everyone just put everything away, and like no one ever spoke of it ever again. <laughs> That's also kind of like the the opening joke in the movie. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I know <laughs> about the gerbil. Yeah, the cat, and like everyone knew about it because it was like local news. <laughs> so like he like that <laughs> was so funny. I think it's so good. I love. There's so many. My, okay, the title of the episode and one of my favorite quotes of the whole movie is gonna be "Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned for Sega." <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, that was great it's so good it's so dated because sega like sega is totally nice yeah like i just i love it and i also <laughs> love when he says i love the smell of commerce in the morning like when he walks in <laughs> i love it it's so good yeah th- there's a lot of good lines in here and i uh I, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I'm excited because it's so. <laughs> it's really strange uh, to see films like that are made so long ago have totally different like comedy patterns and like you know routines and stuff. Like you never know, but I'm glad that this one kind of broke through and it wasn't like too dated or like too like oh this is weird. Yeah, well, and I feel like at first, like, when, when the, when the, sh- like, just because it, it was my first time seeing it, like, after it was made, you know, so long ago, like, I, I was feeling like a, um, at the beginning, I had to work to, like, to, like, get into the characters, because at first I was like, I hate these guys, yeah, they suck, yeah. and then, and then once, like, once you see how everyone, like, interacts with each other, and, uh, you know, that then it starts coming together, and I was like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, then you're like, oh, okay, like, this is supposed to be fucking ridiculous, like, this <laughs> yeah, is not, yeah. like, an honest portrayal of a healthy relationship, like, in yeah. any way, <laughs> like, do not take any cues from anything happening, it's literally just a ridiculous story, like a stone, it's like a stoner comedy 
It's like something totally. you watch like late at night, you know? It kind of reminds me of like Harold and Kumar almost. Oh, like it has God, that kind I of loved thing. Harold and Kumar. Same, fucking same. NPH, like, oh my God, NPH fucking like rolling on ecstasy out of the fucking like sunroof. Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> and then they play like Wilson Phillips. Oh my God. We yes. eventually have to do Harold and Kumar. I haven't seen that in forever. I, I call dibs on being on that one. Yeah, dude. We have to do like a Stony, <laughs> a Stony special or something and just do like. A, like a stoner comedy series and do like Harold and Kumar is definitely one. There's have you ever seen Smiley Face with Anna Faris? It's directed no, by Gregor Rocky. I love Anna Faris. Oh I my love god. So and it's directed by Gregor Rocky, who's a huge I'm a huge Gregor Rocky supporter on the podcast, the director. Uh, so oh my god, we should watch that too. That's definitely okay, one on the list. It. Yeah, it's really good. I love Anna Faris. She's dope. Yay! She, nice. Well, thank you so much for for having me. Yeah, on thanks the podcast. for coming along on the '90s journey, episode ninety. So cool. Woo-hoo. Yay! Well, I don't know what we're gonna do next. Uh, we still got freaks and geeks over on Patreon. All the links are in the notes, and yeah, I like guess and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe, review it, and just write like, hey, like just give us some reviews, man. Tell your friends. Like, we're really cool. And if you want us to talk about reality TV, uh, let us know. Because I don't even care if it's just one person. Like, I will do it. We're <laughs> literally just looking for the green light. On <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, we will stop everything if this becomes, like, something. Like, if I want I want to get paid to watch reality TV. It's like, that's the goal. <laughs> like, forget everything. I just want to get paid to watch reality TV. Lauren um, deserves this, everyone. I do. Give this it to her. my life. But I need to to put this to use somehow. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.